Welcome to Bovine Banner with the Penn State Extension Dairy Team. Hello everyone, my name is Amber Yitzi and I'm an Extension Educator based in Huntington County. Today our guest producer is from Mifflin County, Pennsylvania. I would like to welcome Matt Groff of Blessed Acres. Matt and his wife Maria have been successful in maintaining a somatic cell count below 50,000 routinely on their farm and today we're going to discuss how they managed their farm to be successful. Thanks for joining us today, Matt. Yes, thank you, Amber. Good morning. Would you like to lead us off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your farm? Uh, me and my wife, Maria, we started about seven years ago. We have three children, and we run around 50 cows at max milking. So, Matt, when you first started milking, you said about seven years ago, um, what was your plan for your milk quality? To strive to have the best quality for the consumer possible, and just take our time and learn as we go, really. So how have you achieved that goal of being at 50,000 or below? Honestly, it's just time and it's the small things that really add up to a good quality report. So tell us a little bit about your parlor procedures and your barn maintenance on a daily basis. Parlor procedures are very simple. When a cow comes in, we strip them, dip them, and then wipe them, and then post-dip them. Um, during the day, I scrape the barnyard and the freestall alleyway up to three or four times, keep them as clean as possible, and I also go behind the, the stalls and clean them throughout the day also, keep the cow as comfortable and clean as possible. So sounds pretty simple. It's uh, nothing that you're doing that is rocket scientist, right? Not at all. I also want to say that the driest salt as possible also makes a world of difference. So that leads me to my next question, and that might be your answer. Um, if you could pinpoint one management practice that you implemented that made the biggest difference, what would it be? Dry sawdust. And do you ever have trouble utilizing or finding that dry sawdust? There can be an issue with that, but it's seasonal. And if you have a good relationship with your sawdust guy, usually it's not an issue at all, so no. So lots of times when I'm out on farms, we find that dry cows seem to be one of their biggest issues. Um, so how do you handle those dry cows? How, you know, do they ever need any special attention when they're freshening to maintain that low somatic cell count? And what's your dry cow procedures look like? Our procedures are very simple. We use tomorrow and then we use Orbacil and we give them a vaccination and a J5 shot at dry off. And what's your dry cow housing look like? It's very basic. Um, Pretty much when it, the weather is nice, they're out in pasture. And when it's not, they're inside in a, a clean area with stalls. So staying on top of new infections, chronic cows and subclinical seems to be an issue on some barns. So what tools are you using on a daily basis to stay on top of, let's say, subclinical cows? Honestly, it's just stripping the cow and making sure when she's done milking, just look at the udder and make sure that there's no issue there. There's nothing special we do. Just the main thing is stripping the cow correctly and making sure she's milked out right. So a CMT paddle is one cheap tool that I recommend a lot to producers when we're out on farms. Are you utilizing CMT at all? We did once we first started. I do find a very good quality in using them, 
but we currently do not use that. So walk me through your decision-making process on how you decide if a cow is a candidate for treatment or calling or even no treatment and you're just going to watch her. On the no treatment aspect, I'll just say that I treat her if she has even a little bit of mastitis during a stripping. Once she's done, I mean, it goes in a quarter milker, but once she's done, I, I will treat her um, pretty much on the spot, no matter what. And I'm very, very active on that about treating the animal. Um, calling procedure, if she, if we have to treat this animal two or three times in even two months, she leaves. She's just gone. There's no, no time or reason for that. So. So you're saying every cow that you see clinical signs on, you treat within that first sign of it, or within the first 24 hours? Within the first 24 hours. Um, I will say that, so if she strips out and is a little hard and after she's done milking, if it doesn't seem to be where it might be a a pretty, I guess, bad case, I will let it go to the next milking. But if it seems like it's definitely a hard quarter or warm or of an off color, um, she will get a treatment. So you need to be aggressive with those cows. The longer you wait, the less chance of a cure. So that's good that you're aggressive with them. So have you seen any disadvantages to having a low somatic cell count? You know, we've heard from farmers that, you know, I don't want to be too low. So you are in that phase where people would say you're very low. So have you seen any disadvantages to that? I do see what you're saying. I will say on some cows, it does seem when they get low, they are often prone to that quarter or something, maybe flaring back up sooner than normal. But other than that, I find no disadvantage to it. And it seems like the cows are more happy for sure and they're making good quality milk. Can you share your perspective on how a low somatic cell count has affected your farm economically? Honestly, it's been the maker. I mean, we're a small farm, so every dollar in our milk check counts. And it does, for as inexpensive as it is to get high quality and the procedures, it's the payback is tremendous. And when cows have low somatic cell count, they give more milk. So you're not only seeing it in the premiums, but you're also seeing an increased production in your tank. So do you want to tell the listener a little bit about your vaccination program? Um, I, I know you said J5. How often are you giving that? Is every cow receiving that, etc.? Yes, every cow does receive the J5, and it would be nice to do it prior to freshening, but I have not done that. Um, we will give that to them at freshening, um, but then at dry off, they get the triangle 10 vaccination, but that is the only vaccinations that we give throughout their lactation. So there's many listeners that are probably wondering, okay, this sounds easy. You know, why can't I do this on my farm? So would you share any tips that you could give to other producers that are struggling? Or if you had one piece of advice that um, you think that could help them, what would it be? See, I just think if you take a little more time and effort on your end, the payoff is huge. Um, if the cow needs to go, just get rid of her. Especially in today's market, you can simply, I mean, a lot of guys have plenty of heifers coming in. Just get rid of that cow. It is not worth it in the short or long term. Yeah, so it's being in the now, 
knowing what you're doing in the parlor and paying attention. And don't be afraid to call if you need to. Those are great tips. So do you have anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I believe, Amber, that's all. I just find that if you spend a little extra time with the cow, she's going to reward you in the end. So, yeah, I appreciate your time today, Amber, and we thank you very much. Thank you, Matt, for taking your time to share with us today. Please plan to join us again next week as we continue discussing ways to improve milk quality and production on your farm. Thank you.